Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome, and today we go to Kenya to take to talk to James Romy, who is a clarity coach and does much, much more. So welcome, James. Yeah, thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate you having me here. Okay. So let's talk about your academic experience. Where did you go to school? Yeah, so <clears throat> I uh, I was born in Kenya in a in a small village. It's uh, it's in the western part of Kenya. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, uh, first first I started my schooling in Kampala, Uganda. Uh, okay, like during a very chaotic time. During that time, there used to be a lot of dictators who were taking over the government, and so we were just out of out of Uganda. So we came back to Kenya in 1984. And so from there, from there, then now I started like now, like schooling in the village, and so, and so then, uh, then after a few years, uh, my father passed, passed away, so which was a very difficult time for me, especially because when he was alive, I remember having like a lot of men coming to our home, listening to his stories, like from Uganda, and then, then now after he died, then. Okay, now nobody was coming home, and so it was a very tough period for me because I needed like a father figure. I needed like a, a, an adult male in my life, and because I couldn't find him, so I started reading books. My father had left like a lot of books, and I remember uh, okay reading uh, or like plays, plays by Shakespeare, and so most of these stories were to do with justice, like uh, Merchant of Venice. And I remember just reading, reading uh, then now. So it shaped my life as in my life, just wanting to like uh, seek justice. And I wanted to be a writer when uh, okay, like uh, <clears throat> later in my life, I was able to go to high school. However, however, I didn't like have a very good experience first and foremost, because this was not a school that I wanted to go to because I'd passed my exams very well. And so there was a school that I was supposed to go to. However, we didn't have enough money for me to go there. And so I went to this school. I went to this <laughs> very terrible school uh, where like, okay, like where most parents would dump their children, especially children who have done bad things in other schools. They've been expelled. And so they would come here. So for me, I spent like a lot of time like grumbling and not having a very good attitude. As a result, I didn't do very well in my high school. However, in the same, same high school, school there were boys who did very well because the attitude was very good and so i just wanted to point that out and so and so after leaving the village uh, i went to mombasa so mombasa is a coastal town here in kenya so i went to mombasa and i wanted to uh, okay to become a journalist so that was not very possible and uh, yeah and so and so and so then uh, then now of late of late i became a clarity coach yeah, which uh, which uh, as in through okay through CTI, so I can say that CTI <laughs> has become like my university because I really wanted to go to university. Yeah, so that's my academic background so far. Okay, so James, talk about your work experience <laughs> after after high school. 
Yeah, so um so <clears throat> when I went to the coast, when I went to coast, I used to I used to volunteer. I used to volunteer like uh, with children's homes. And I remember one particular home for boys. It was exclusively for boys who have been taken out of streets. And so I really liked this. And so uh, uh, then when I came to Nairobi, when I came to Nairobi, I also started like uh, just becoming a volunteer, teaching children how to read and write. And uh, in 2008, I discovered that I was running out of it, as in uh, out of excuses as in the excuses that i had were, were like i've not gone to college i didn't have a father to take me to college but back then i realized by the way i've run out of excuses and i need to look at that which i have in my hands and back then i had like reading and writing so creative writing and so i decided to like uh, just apply for a job so i applied for a job as a tv producer and i got the job <laughs> i got the job and i started learning i started learning as in learning on the job uh, and I remember, uh, like, okay, like, because the, okay, this TV show was a TV show for children, for school children. I would spend like a lot of time, like, meeting children and preparing them for the show. And I remember just, uh, okay, like, seeing, especially boys, some of the boys uh, who were like laid back, they didn't know what they wanted out of life. And I started, like, now, like, okay, like, just sharing with them, talking to them about purpose. And so, and so, and so. Uh, that's how, okay, like a friend of mine got to, okay, like got to learn about what I was doing with boys. Then she had gone to prison in now 2012. She, she, and then she, okay, then she told me about boys who are in juvenile prison. And so when I went to meet the boys, of course, as in, uh, okay, like I was not planning to do a show with them uh, simply because like uh, when you shoot a TV show, with boys who are in prison, okay, like you have to maybe like cover their faces or even blur their voices. And so if you show that to children, children are, are very, as, as in it could disturb them because they really want to see their faces, they want to hear their voices. And so for me, when I went there, I remember meeting, okay, like the prison officer who just told me that James have heard about your work with the boys and I would like you to start mentoring these boys and uh, as in it, this is something that you're going to do uh, like starting today. So when we went to the cell, we went to the cell block and I met 100 boys. And so immediately I just saw myself in these boys. I just saw myself at their age when I needed a man, I mean, a man to like hold my hand, a man to believe in my dreams and a man to help me. So I started, I started meeting these boys every Friday, which was my off day. So my off day, I would go to prison, spend time with them. And then now, uh, then along the way also, like also started like meeting their parents, uh, mostly mothers, mostly single mothers. So I would meet these single mothers, talk to them, listen to their stories, and then go back to prison, like talk to the boys. Yeah. Uh, then one of my supervisors at work had what I was doing. And then she was like, you have to choose between your work and the boys, then I told her by the as in as in I'm doing this during my off day. And so it's not interfering with my as in we, with my work. As a matter of fact, I was actually now working very hard so that I can have bus fare and also I can have more time to go to prison. But because she had given me a choice, I chose the boys. <laughs> I chose to work with the boys. And so and so uh then now I quit my job in 2013 to exclusively now just focus on working with boys who are, who are in juvenile prison here in Kenya. At first, it is something that I didn't want to do 
because I realized that these boys needed a father figure. And because I didn't grow up with a father, I was like, this is the same thing that I've been looking for. So how can I give this? How can I give that which I lacked in my life? And then now I remember like sharing with friends, sharing with people who work in prison, telling them about the boys. And then they were like, no, no, that program is just for you. This looks like it's your calling. And back then I was not understanding a calling. And then so I then now, so then now I I I decided that by the way that uh, that oh okay. Uh, because I lacked what they are looking for, then most probably I'm the right person because I can understand, I can understand their lack, I can understand the things that they lack and the things they need in a man. And so, so basically I, <clears throat> I got into it, I got into it at the same time also developing my writing, which I thought I was going to, earn, as in actually I thought that I was going to earn a living from my writing, then go to prison. However, I like things, okay, things were turned upside down. And so, and so, and so, and so the program kept on growing. But then again, now I met, I met my wife. I met my wife in 2014. I started dating her. And then I remember one of the things that she asked me was, as in, you want to get married to me? Like, what do you have? Because you don't have any money. You don't have any plan. Because for me, all I kept talking about were these boys. I kept talking about boys who are, who are in prison and how and how I want to make their life better. And so I told her, I told her, by the way, I'm dreaming that in five years' time, I'll become a coach, I'll become a life coach, and also I'll become a writer who will be developing websites and doing all these things. Then, yeah, she, then she, yeah, she allowed, as in she accepted to get married to me. So we got married in 2015, October. However, come January 2016, I was really depressed because, like, because she was paying for everything. She was paying for our house rent. She was paying for even for my clothes. And even I remember one of the things that really, okay, really depressed me is that every week I have to go to the barber shop. Then I was like, how can my wife even pay for my barber shop? As in, it's just like, uh, it's like just one dollar for me to go to the barber shop, and then I can't even afford it. So I was so depressed. I decided like to quit. I I, I was like. I'm quitting this thing. Let me go back to the TV station and then tell them I did a mistake. I want my job back. Yeah. So when I told her that, she was just she didn't tell me anything. She was just quiet. And so I decided, oh, now that she's quiet, what can I do? So I, I started thinking. Then I said, let me start running. Let me start running in the morning to think about uh, like the decisions that I've made. And then now when I was running, I actually now like 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 every time I will run, I will see like. Uh, the whole prison program, as in, I will see like how the boys are coming into prison, how we are helping them, and even like the program, and then also like having a halfway house, like in the future. So I decided to like start, uh, okay, like raising money through my runs. And so, so in 2017, we were able now to get the right prison for, for us. So I went in the prison and I told them about my plans. I told them that I don't have a budget, and I told them that uh, that some they are okay. Like there will be times when the program won't be running because I don't have enough money. Then they were like, "No, as in we need your program." So we we started with the program in in November 2017, and so <clears throat> we had three boys. One of them had a mother who was very loving, and so this boy even right now actually uh, even. After coming out of prison, he ended up going back to college. Then we had two boys. These two boys, they didn't have like a, a father who was very present in their lives. 
one of them actually ended up going back home and uh, every time he will steal and he will be beaten by a gang then he will then he will remember that he had met me in prison then i will be called i go and meet him they talk to him then the same thing will happen like after every maybe three to six months the same same things happen the third boy was like into drugs into very serious drugs and so because there was no one who was a loving parent uh okay like we ended up now like losing him and i remember going to like uh visit his home and the grandmother just told me that for me i don't even want this boy to be here and so for me uh this like made me to become fully aware of the importance of having a halfway house so that the boys who come out of prison they can get a safe place where they can grow and even thrive and uh, yeah and so and so that's that has been my experience in prison however there's something that i want to mention is that uh, is that uh, i think around 29 i think it's around 2019 or so i reached out to people on, on facebook i was just sharing with them that i would like to become a coach because i know that becoming a coach will enable me even to to do the program well at the same time it will enable me also to like earn a living because for me for me uh, I really strongly believe that uh I need to earn an income so that now when I go okay so that now I can be a very good example to the boys that are meeting in prison because now they are seeing they are seeing a man who is coming to prison a man who is thriving in the things that he grew up wanting to be doing and so and so I reached out and I was able I was able to meet you Peter <laughs> I was able to meet you Peter and then i was able to reach out to you and even through your help and your connections i was able to to actually get a full scholarship through the uh, through the cti cti uh, training which actually through the training i i even also got my own healing because okay because now through the okay through the training uh this an aspect of it that uh actually this is what we made so we made like an archetype <laughs> an archetype so my archetype is the magical king my archetype is the magical king and so and so and so it really helped me a lot to just fully understand that i have treasure inside of me that for the past 9 years what i've been doing in prison much as i've not been earning money from it much as i've as in as in but their lives that have their lives that have changed and also the fact that the fact that now i okay like i have tangible things that i can look at and so these tangible things now like they enable me to see the the value that i have inside of me and they help me to become the kind of man that these boys are looking for so james yeah what's the name of the organization that you set up yeah so yeah so the name of the uh our organization is called life song kenya life song yeah okay and what does it do <laughs> yeah so life song kenya uh works with male youth who are uh, in and outside the prison and we help uh okay like these male teens to embrace uh positive masculinity and also to discover the treasure that they have in, uh, inside of them as opposed to focusing on the things that they lack Excellent. and uh yeah and in prison in particular we teach the boys skills as well as uh, help them form their character and also heal and reconcile them with their families the police and the people that they've wronged in the community so james 3 years from today yeah 
what will the organization look like? <laughs> wow, that's a very wonderful question. Um, three years from today, uh, the organization will be will be like uh, very pivotal, actually, on 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 changing on changing the way people look at the male child, uh, and also and also especially people who are coming out of prison. It will be an organization that uh, even help change. Uh, the policies and even the laws of how uh, young people are handled through the system, through the police system, through the court system, and also through the prison system. And also, we'll be having a halfway house whereby boys who don't have like uh, a place to stay after they come out of prison, they'll have like a safe house. And at the same time, also, boys whose parents, as in, don't understand their dreams, and then maybe they just say, if you can't go to university to study, maybe to become a doctor or a lawyer, get out of my house, as in you have to do this. And so for us, then now sometimes you find that a parent may be angry, and then now after they've done this, maybe after three months, they're like, oh, I need to get my okay, my child back. So this kind of boys, they will, as in, they'll find a safe refuge and a place where like they can get to learn more skills and, uh, and thrive in the community. So James... Tell us about the importance of partnerships to what you're doing. For me, for me, I look, I look as in there's so many people who are doing like uh, perhaps maybe the same same programs in prisons and even elsewhere. But for me, uh, the importance of partnership is that uh, many times, as in, we can't do everything on our own. As in, there's some people who are very good at other things, and so you find that. When you work together, you complement each other. And so for me, it's just complementing one another and also learning from each other. And then now leaning on the strengths of the other person and the other organization. And so for me, for me, for me, uh, partnerships are things that really, really actually enable us to thrive. And also, they also enable like uh, beneficiaries also see us people who are working with them. They see us working together. So it will even make them also fully like understand, okay, because for me, I know, I know that uh, young people and even others, they learn more from what they see us do as opposed to what we teach them. So when they see us work together, when they see us collaborate together, they'll also tend to want to work with each other. I remember even like, uh, I remember even last week we went to Mombasa, we went to a place that works with exclusively girls, like uh, uh, teenage mothers. Much as we work with boys, we still give back to them because their books that we have, their computers that we have, and also this knowledge that we have, so which, which we just wanted to go and share with them. And also we were just teaching them uh, whichever skills that you are learning here, kindly share with your brothers. And, and, and also when you get married, share with your husbands and share with your neighbors because there's, there's a strength in sharing. The more you share is the more you get to learn even new skills. Excellent. So mm. having said that, how do people reach out to you? What is what is the website again? Can you spell it out? Yeah, so yeah, so our website is www.life life l i f e song s o n g dot o r g. Yeah, so life. Oh no, sorry. After life song, then there's Kenya. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot. So it's www.l i f e s o n g k e n y a 
www.ghostbusters.org. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be a little better. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, having said of all that, you've you've talked a lot about your story. Are you yeah. going to write a book on on what you've uh, experienced and what you've seen? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a book. Actually, would you like to know the title of the book? <laughs> sure. Yeah, so the title of the book is uh, Firing Blanks. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Firing Blanks. Because when I met these boys, like, like I thought, it was like I thought, I thought that I had lost my mind. I thought that by working with boys who have been neglected, like like I was doing something that is not good, especially to my benefit. However, I've, I've, I've come to learn that that there are even skills that I've gained actually from working with the boys. I've, I've even like, uh, like started becoming a better husband as a result of me like uh, holding these boys accountable. However, their dreams, their dreams that I had, and so it was like how uh, okay, like it was like I, I was firing a gun, a gun that only had blanks. However, now in hindsight, it as in the book will all be okay, like will all be about that. Uh, actually, your purpose, your purpose is is into something that you think that you lack. Like for me, for me, I thought that uh, lacking a father figure, I thought that would have made me like let's say not work with boys. However, I've, I've I've come to discover that that which I lacked is the same 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 thing where where okay where my purpose was birthed because I fully understand boys who have been rejected, boys who have been neglected, and boys who don't have self confidence, and so it's very easy for me like to work with them and even help them come out of their circumstances. There's a book out there that I'm going to recommend that you take a look at. It's about. Yeah. Freedom Writers, ah. uh, and it was turned into a movie. Yeah, and it's also turned into a foundation. Mm. So, it's a uh, really, really quite interesting. Well, look, mm. James, you have a, a great story, and you're passionate about what you do, mm. and you're making thing, making a change. You're a change maker. And that's, thank you. that's very exciting. So thank, thank you. you for joining us today. Mm.